Welcome, listeners and followers of Ufahamu Africa and the Monkey Cage. This is the sixth installment of the African Politics Summer Reading Spectacular, a series on new books in African politics. If you're missing Ufahamu Africa while we're on a brief summer break, have a listen to episodes in the archives and our earlier bonus features for this summer's reading series. I'm Kimmy Dion, one of the hosts of Ufahamu Africa and an editor at The Monkey Cage, a blog on politics and political science at The Washington Post. I wrote this week's review of Nanjela Nyabala's Digital Democracy Analog Politics, published by Zed Books. A book that opens, it began with a rumor, will give me high expectations. That sentence opens this week's installment in the African Politics Summer Reading Spectacular, Nanjela Nyabala's Digital Democracy Analog Politics, How the Internet Era is Transforming Politics in Kenya. And readers, the book exceeded my expectations. We originally selected Nyabala's book for this summer series because we knew it would offer insights on how digital developments are shaping politics in contemporary Kenya. But digital democracy delivers more than that. Nyabala's execution and writing are clear and sharp. This well-researched work marshals illustrative stories of social media in Kenya, making it an easy, quick read. Of course, Nyabala writes about the disruption that social media and the digital age more broadly have brought to Kenyan politics. But along the way, the book also teaches readers about Kenya's political history, its technological landscape and evolution, its media freedoms, and such contemporary social issues as domestic violence. Nyabala rightfully expects, for example, that by learning about the violence that engulfed Kenya's 2008-2009 elections, readers will better understand the digital decade that emerged afterward. Likewise, non-Kenyan readers need Nyabala's explanation of Kenya's advanced mobile money system to better understand the swift success of crowdfunding campaigns brought on behalf of Kenyans needing medical care. Nyabala's book is a necessary addition to the growing but still small body of work on social media in Africa and what it means for politics. Social media in Kenya in particular deserves closer study, especially by political analysts, including political scientists. As Nyabala writes... For Kenyans, social media is not simply a space to post pictures of new clothes or delicious food or to have conversations about sports. It is a space where some of the most exuberant and insightful political conversations are happening. Nyabala shows how social media offers citizens an avenue through which to engage their governments in new and effective ways. Especially when traditional media offers government-sanitized news, social media, including Twitter, make it possible for citizens to challenge government narratives and react to unfolding events in real time. Digital democracy shows the democratic power of Twitter in harnessing resources and confronting government. For example, Kenyans used Twitter to coordinate emergency services during the Westgate terrorist attack in Nairobi in 2013. In 2015, social media users challenged the government narrative about the delayed response to the attack on Garissa University, blaming government corruption as one culprit. Nyabala shares the story of a viral Instagram photo of the helicopter that should have been available to police responding to the Garissa attack that was instead flying a police official's daughter to a resort city. But who exactly are these Kenyans using social media? Nyabala admits that they are a special group. The majority of Kenyans online are from the capital city, Nairobi. Kenya's Twitter community is overwhelmingly urban, educated, and highly localized, and the capital city dominates Kenya's Twitter presence. 
And yet, digital democracy shows us that Twitter has a meaningful force for significant offline activity beyond the capital on behalf of people who are not middle class. For example, in Chapter 7, Yabala details three high-profile cases of gender-based violence in remote areas far from the capital. Social media spread news of the cases and connected the victims to resources. As she writes, without social media, the cases would arguably have disappeared into the abyss of a hamstrung judicial system that struggles to deliver justice for victims. Nyabula's arguments and insights put digital democracy in conversation with Zainab Tufekci's Twitter and tear gas, the power and fragility of network protest. Nyabula reveals connections to netizen movements elsewhere in Africa, including Zimbabwean pastor Evans Mawarire protests against his government using Facebook. She shows how governments have been responding to netizen movements, including Uganda's shutdown of Facebook and WhatsApp in 2016 ahead of its election. Digital democracy highlights important policy and legislative developments meant to curtail the powers available to citizens in a digital democracy. Nyabala writes, for instance, that Kenya's 2018 Cyber Crimes Act has been used largely to threaten bloggers and netizens who are seen as too critical of the Kenyan state. While Nyabala sees social media as a channel through which Kenyans can seek more from and even challenge their governments, digital spaces also allow the state to reach deeper into the private lives of citizens. Across the Atlantic, Americans will find Yabla's book useful in comparing how publics engage traditional and social media. And for those thinking about digital forces that undermine U.S. politics, from Cambridge Analytica to fake news, digital democracy offers a balanced take on the potential and pitfalls of social media in the contemporary political moment. <music>